Hi, I'm Alyssa Michelle, and I'm your host for Vulnerable Podcast. I created Vulnerable Podcast because in my life and work, I have had many conversations that have been centered around vulnerability. I wholeheartedly believe that if I could have heard people talking about their vulnerability so explicitly, I would have embraced mine earlier and much more easily. Oh, you know, it is my complexion why said boy doesn't like me. But why don't I like dark-skinned boys? I love to hear the male opinion. He didn't say happy birthday at the right time or something like that. He, my, my brother was at the top of the stairs and he came up to me and he said, I hate you, I never want to see you again, all of that kind of stuff. My dad literally went up the stairs, went into his bedroom and cried. And I also think that if we can have these difficult conversations, then we can support growth in each other. But it was only when I started seeing people, seeing women talk about intersectional feminism, and I was like, oh, right, oh, it can be different for women of colour. Based on how we were born and where we were born, we were having a different experience of planet Earth too. We get into relationships. The person who's in it is, they, they've seen their marriage, they've seen the kids, they've seen everything. They're there, but they're telling, it's like what you're saying, that saving facing amongst friends, like, oh, no, we're cool, like, we're just seeing how it goes like no one's seeing how it goes you're just not having those conversations but you're not talking. and we always end with dope advice like we store so much stuff in our heads that just goes round and round in like wheels that we're unaware of that that was a program that was running inside my head basically and then it's it's as easy as once you've identified it and go actually I don't want that it's gone let's get into the episode Hello, my name is Alyssa Michelle and you're listening to what I think is the seventh episode of... I'm having a moment because seven's your number. <laughs> Sorry, we're going to do this. <laughs> oh my God, okay, cool. So, my name is Alyssa Michelle to start again and you're listening to the seventh episode of Vulnerable Podcast. And this episode features my good friend, Minchan Indigo. Hello. And we're going to be getting into a really, really interesting conversation about situationships. So just for some background, do you want to just talk about seven being a number, just in case anyone thought that was a little <laughs> bit weird? Because it was a moment for me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, seven is the number of magic and the Midas touch. And one of my uh, guides, um, not even just a guide, known as an Arisha called Yamaya, that's her number. And I literally just had a weird moment on the coming out of the station and I was talking about synchronicities and intuitions and that little voice that we all have. And um, as I was like a bit like, okay, which way do I go? As I turn, I saw the 205 and the 25 bus. So yeah. <laughs> I was like, seven, seven, there, I'm going the right direction. So yeah, that was a little moment about the seven. <laughs> just on the, the synchronicities episode. I didn't even clock that before. Yeah. Like, no, that's wow. dope. And it's really has been so, like since last Thursday, that number and the number eight. But yeah. it's just been like on my case. So there you go. Cool. So you're receiving those messages. Receiving those messages loud and clear. Okay. So today I, well, I wanted to speak about situationships with Amber in particular because I heard you talk about situationships mm -hmm. with Shalom. Mm -hmm. oh, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ages gosh. ago. That's how I know who you are, you know. Yeah. I don't know ah. if you've ever had that conversation. So I followed him and I listened to his podcast and he interviewed you. Yep. Um, and I was like... I don't know. Do you know what I assumed? I assumed you were a Brit living in America at the time. So I was just like, oh, whatever. I think everyone did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that a Skype interview or it's something? Just complete Skype, some yeah. other app of some kind. But yeah, it was. So shout out to Shalom. Is it Melchizedek? Shout out to Shalom Melchizedek. <laughs> Melchizedek. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I followed you and I was like, oh, she's in London. I need to get a reading. Let's just sort <laughs> this out. Um, so yeah, I've heard, I've heard your opinion on situationships. 
And I very much agree. And I just think yeah. it's something that needs to be discussed. Yeah, situationships... Um, um, I think they're sort of my calling <laughs> in really? a weird way. Yeah, because every time, you know, I put a little shout out, because I, I do like to ask, you know, my followers and well, I like to call them my fellow leaders and supporters mm-hmm. and stuff, their opinions. And it always comes up like mm-hmm. something to do with what I call soul ties, which mm-hmm. usually is in a basis with our generation in particular. So that's sort of, I'd say 30 sort of seven down. Mm-hmm age group all the way into like these young kids now situationships is going on like this different form of relationship yeah so we'll get into soul ties and stuff like later on but just to break down um what a situationship is if this is the first time you're hearing that term um I googled it and (laughs) the term that's online is a situationship is basically a pseudo relationship a placebo masking itself as a formative relationship it smells like a relationship it sort of looks like a relationship and it may even feel like one but it's not so if you know that you've been in a situation like that then we're gonna try and pick apart kind of like how to deal and I think um I think I'm gonna just talk a little bit about like one of the one of the many that I've been in, mm-hmm. but the most detrimental one and the one that made me kind of just really change my behaviours and have a look at yeah. um, have a look at what I was attracting because this was the time for me when I was just like, actually, Rochelle, there is a very similar pattern between the men you're attracting and the situations that you're finding yourself in. So I, I, I started at that point to place less blame on the other. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I... Don't remember when I started seeing this person, but all in all, it was about two years. Um, And it was like one of those really toxic, on again, off again, arguing type situations where um, you always walked away from it knowing that you have been disrespected and feeling depleted and feeling less than. (laughs) But at the same time... My friends are the realest ever. And you know that if you tell them certain things, they're going to be like, girl, what are you doing? So you know you can't say certain things. Mm-hmm. And it's not because your friends are not going to be there for you. It's because you're more embarrassed that you've put yourself in that situation. Right. Um, and also, from a different level, um, I think as a person, I've always been the type of person and as a Virgo, that makes the right decisions. So if you're seen to make the wrong decisions, it's like, am I not as strong as I said I was? doubly bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. It's a lot. Um, So we were in this thing for a while and um, long story short, we got to a space where I, it was my birthday and I remember going on to, so we were separated at this time, going on to Facebook around my birthday and seeing that he was at an event with his girlfriend. <laughs> Yo. Can you imagine? He was at an event with his girlfriend and um, I looked at the comments because you do. So you know, face Facebook is rude. So Facebook, but even if you Facebook is rude, even if you're like not friends with that person, yeah, yeah, yeah. because I was friends with him, anything he does, Facebook is writing him out. Like Facebook is letting me know okay. what's happening. So I'm like, okay, cool. So in the picture, in the comments, it's things like, oh, my mom really enjoyed meeting him. He was so nice. You should bring him to all your events. And I'm like, oh, done. Well, that's going on here. But I was angry. Obviously, it wasn't like a funny thing. Like I've had a, a good like six years to kind of think about this, but. I was so pissed off and I think I was more pissed off because it was my birthday, which kind of doesn't mean anything. But when you think about it, I think I expected more respect, especially around that time. And 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And the, the the amount of disrespect. So anyways, the older I get and the more I've reflect on, reflected on that situation, I've come to the understanding that maybe I was never his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And then that was the moment for me and I was just like, okay, Michelle, this was definitely a situation shit. And when I was in it, you couldn't tell me that that wasn't my man. You yeah. really couldn't tell me. But had... If you asked me to put money on the fact right now that he was ever claiming me as his girl, I would say, nah, he probably didn't. But was he saying it to you? Yeah. Right. Like, we were having, the pillow talk was there, you know. You have to See, understand. See, that like... to me, like, that is, <laughs> I don't even want to, like, discredit you to say that that was a situationship because that's just a liar telling you that. I, um, for me, with a situationship, it's very clear that the person is not claiming you, mm-hmm. but they're also not letting you go. Mm. You know, so like you had every you like that situation. If it made you feel anything to do with being like feeling stupid or silly or anything, somebody was telling you, you know, what you thought you were. Yes, and so yeah, yeah, yeah? but not claiming me overtly. Okay, so, so there'd be little situations there. like I never went to his mum's house. Like, he'd go to his mum's house and he'd go in bed to wait in the car. Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, when you're in the space, when you're yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in his yeah. house and we're, like, yeah, doing whatever yeah. we're doing, I'm his girl. But outside of the house, you're not... That wasn't what it was. But, my, like, for me, a person who says you're in a relationship, you're in the relationship, mm-hmm. if you're allowing for that person to then, you know, not do relationshipy things, that's, that is on you. But I still mm-hmm. wouldn't say that that was fully... On me. ...situationship and your allowance. Your allowance was linked to what you was allowing in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you should still hold that as a relationship. Ah, I feel like, like it's too, it was too painful for me. Of course, of course. But, um, yeah, like situationship, my version of a situationship, mm-hmm. what I've always seen it as, and I've been in many, and, um, and, I'll, and I'll break down... Uh, why I've been through so many and why you don't need to go through so many. Um, But I said, and I've always felt that a situationship is a toxic relationship dressed up in an addiction, usually. Now, that could be linked to drugs, you know, the usual addiction, drugs, alcohol, you know, you smoke together, whatever. Usually it's the addiction to good sex. Mm -hmm. Um, The sex part of it, which... um, you know, is always highlighted within conversations of other people I know that are in these situations, is, oh, but the sex is so good. Mm. Now, obviously... That was part of it. That's a big part of mm. it. A huge part of it, because it's an addiction. Mm. Um, even if you're not the most highly sexual person... Which I'm not. It's an addiction. Yeah, yeah, same. You know, like, I'm not someone who's, like, got to have sex all the time. I'm a sexual woman, but I'm not, you know... I don't have to have sex all the time. You know, I've gone celibate years at a time Mm -hmm. so it's not that it's this person it's the sex with that person Mm -hmm. is addictive um so there'll be some form of addiction between you of either partying you know something going on linked to your both of your vices Mm -hmm. and it brings you together and it makes you close um there's always one person who's in it more than the other and what I believe is that you haven't been claimed in any way, shape, or form. The person is constantly reminding you, like, we're not together, but you know I like you, Mm. and you're my friend. I see you as a friend, but um, then I get confused because I miss you, and just constantly playing this game of cat and mouse, and then you, you know, what I found in my situationships is that I would always have to pull myself away, Mm -hmm. like, allow myself to be chased, and um, which to me, I just think is 
what we're taught, the wrong ways of having a relationship. We're encouraged, even like, you know, our grandmas might be out here saying, let him do a little bit of chasing, yeah. which is true to an extent. Mm -hmm. But how many times does it work when you're organically doing that? Like you're genuinely busy. You genuinely do want to spend time with that person, but you're in control of your life. So you're mm -hmm. a bit like, you know, like, you know, that first beginning bit where not that you're not sure on someone, but you like them, but you're not like, it's not overwhelming. Yeah. But it's a good feeling. You're still thinking about them. You still want to mm -hmm. text them and all that, but you're not... That stuff, that's a normal chase because it's genuine. But the minute it goes into trying to make someone chase, that's never going to turn yeah. out well. And that is what situationships is always. You're always either trying to be chased or you're doing chasing. Mm -hmm. um, and there's always one person who likes. It's kind of like I agree with some comments about how uh, I think was in you know the article is that friends with benefits. It's not that. It mm -hmm. definitely isn't that. There is a there is a um, some form of respect there of that like I could see some I see potential in this person but I'm just not sure I just want to just want to feel out some other people first you think that's coming from the side of the person that's less in it yeah right 100% mm -hmm. the person who's in it is they, they've seen it. their marriage they've yeah, seen yeah, the kids yeah. they've seen everything <laughs> they're there but they're telling it's like what you're saying that saving facing amongst friends like oh no we're cool like mm. We're just seeing how it goes. Like, no one's seeing how it goes. You're just not having those conversations, but you're not telling your friends that. Yeah. You're telling your friends, oh, yeah, yeah, we do the bedroom talk and mm. da, da, da. But it's usually like nine times out of ten, it is that like it's a real, like you want them to be your partner because you're it's so best friendly. But you have sex with this person and this connection with the person. Yeah. So really and technically, it is, it is like that written on paper relationship. Yeah. But there's just something not right. Yeah, um, and I believe that they are karmic and toxic yeah. relationships for for growth. I think it was karmic, so I will share a little bit. It's going to be I don't know. This is the first time I'm sharing like awkwardly. That's alright. But okay. anyway, so it was definitely a thing where um, my body was reacting to being with him in ways that didn't make sense. Mm. So I do think, and I was very aware of what was happening. So to be graphic um <laughs> so like after we would have sex mm. i'd go to the toilet and i'd be in the most pain wow to wee so i'm thinking this man's giving me a sti mm -hmm. like obviously i'm not gonna go out there and start cussing let mm -hmm. me go to the clinic clinics like there's nothing there that you there's nothing wrong with you like you haven't got an sti like you're fine so I'm like, okay. And it would happen again and again. Like, my body was telling me, this man does not need to be inside of you. Do not enter. Do, Do not, not enter. And that has <laughs> never happened. That has never happened to me before. And so, um, and I say that to say that even though I had that, um, the intuition that I shouldn't have been there, and even though it ended so badly, it was such a, I learned so much from it. Right. And which is why I think it was karmic. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. It was very addictive and it was very like fatal attraction y type yeah. to it. From my angle, it makes anyway. you feel consumed. Yeah. It's like everything. You know it's not as important as life in general, but it mm -hmm. just takes over your whole mind state. That thing you're talking about with your body, mm -hmm. I think that's like one of the biggest signs of a situationship. Mm -hmm. And so many people like would hear this and think if they haven't experienced that, why would you do that? You can't say anything until you've been in that experience while you go back for more yeah because it's this strange like you said this fatal attraction um destructive it's it's like i said it's coming now don't get me wrong not every single situationship that i've heard of or even i've been involved in have has necessarily been like 
um, argumentative, but it's definitely been dramatic. Mm. It's always really heightened. So freaking dramatic. And the thing is, as well, like, I am the least dramatic person you will ever meet. I'm so chill. Like, I don't engage in drama or beef. And there's times where, like, I'm at an event and I'm on my phone and I'm getting a message from his baby mother. And I'm thinking, is this my life? Is this my life? <laughs> and she's just like, just in case you think that um, you're the only one, just know that he's telling me that he loves me and he's saying that we're going to get back together. And I'm like, this is coming from your Facebook though. So like, why is she on your Facebook? And then it's like, I'm having these oh kind of gosh. conversations and I'm just thinking to myself, why am I having these conversations? How yeah. have you put me in a space where I'm talking in this manner and this isn't my character, this is not who I am as a person. Mm. And then I vow to myself that an, a man will never have me in a situation where I need to be questioning and having those no, types yeah, of, yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, and so you're right, you entertain things that are not part of your personality. No, you entertain because the stupidest things. The stupidest things. things, the most embarrassing things as well. Things that, yeah, that's the biggest thing, like really embarrassing things that, mm. you know, like afterwards you, the, the forgiveness work that comes with that afterwards is quite mighty. It's quite yeah. big. But what I was saying, you know, about situationships coming into that, uh, that part of us that where we, we're not sure like, oh, okay, how do I get out of this? Why am I so addicted to it? It all comes back to, you know, your self-worth, your self-love and yeah. stuff. And that's why that person's there. They're mirroring, yeah. you know, because usually the one of the attractions is there's something like you about in them. There's mm -hmm. something that, you know, you see yourself in them or you see someone you know mm -hmm. that you're healing from. Mm -hmm. Either like father, brother relationship or the lack of mm -hmm. or lack of male guidance of some kind will be within him. Yeah. So you think, oh, okay, well, if I change him or if I help him, I heal him, mm -hmm. then I heal. Subconsciously, you're I thinking heal I heal him, but consciously you're thinking, you know, I'm a good woman yeah. and I deserve. And imagine what that love will mean like 10 years from now that I was the woman that changed him. But the one thing I learned, the one thing I've learned in my years on earth is that seeing potential in a man doesn't mean anything no and i used to think oh he's got potential though no, like, he's got, so he's got potential, potential. <laughs> no. i can pour in and then he'll pour into me and i've had girls say to me um that i've been really destructive because like, we all know that i work with young mm. people that's what i do and i have a lot of conversations about relationships um, and there is a girl who that I used to work with who is probably now like 26, 27. So she's grown mm -hmm. and she's been in a relationship for like five years. And every single time I speak to her, she's crying about something. Mm -hmm. But really, like, really distraught. Yeah. Um, and she said to me verbatim, I am not leaving him. I have poured too much into this situation yeah, yeah, yeah. for some other girl to benefit from yeah. what I have given him. Right. And I looked at her and I was just like, I, I don't know what to say to that. If that's where you're at and if you really think that he's going to like switch it up and then pour it back into you, then if it happens, it happens. I really doubt that it will. Yeah. Um. But then some people are so, I, so, I suppose, are so leading from ego that they're willing to spend that they're time. They're willing to have an awful life. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's basically. an awful choice. You <laughs> you have choice. You know, There's. it's not necessarily right or wrong. There's just choice. And yeah. one is going to bring you a good feeling and the other's not. Yeah. And you would, you know, like you said, ego led to the point you're matching his vibration so high mm. that it's kind of, you get to a point where I think you can change at any time in your life, you yeah. know, any time, any age. I'm talking like, I really believe that even up into the 90 ages, like you can change whenever you want to. It's just a choice. Mm -hmm. But I think that there are some 
humans, souls, and whatever you want to call us people out here that want to just do that whole, let me settle. Yeah. Some people are so happy with that. Why would you, like, I just couldn't live my life like that. I don't have that. Even when, like, it's funny that you said two-year mark, and a lot of people that I hear that have situations, it's a two-year thing. Really? And um, That is really interesting. I'm wondering what happened. Two, two and a half years. Yeah. There's something that must, like, Maybe it's because, you know, like I said, I don't settle. I have set, I settle within situations mm. or been in situationships or, you know, things, but I don't settle. I can't do it mm. physically. Just, I start, I start having this aversion to life and yeah. them and then they start becoming repulsive and, you know, you're just looking at them all kind of sideways and mm-hmm. you're seeing them for what they truly are. Mm-hmm. It's also because you're seeing yourself for who mm-hmm. you truly are. And with that being said, it's like, I think there must be something in people who aren't really the settlers. I think there's people that are that do settle. They can do these whole 10, 15 year relationships of just nothingness. nothingness. I can't. Mm. So it's like two years seems to be my mark. And maybe where I manifest the similar people around me is that we have a similar yeah. story. Yeah. I'm not saying everyone's situationship is two, two and a half years, but I hear this a lot. Yeah, because there are people out there that I've engaged for like 15 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like years. And I'm like, men. you're really not in a relationship. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you're not in yeah. a relationship. You're, you know, you're, don't get me wrong. I do get, you know, especially with men, um, and I'm always, I'm a big, I'm not a male basher, if anyone's, you know, on my Hashtag men are trash. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> about that life. Like, I don't believe that. I, I love the divine masculine. I love the men in this world. But there is a certain type of mentality within men where, you know, there's kind of um, sort of just, I suppose, throwing people away and, like, not, you know, not... Um, not honouring that kind of situation and being the man within that situation saying, look, I'm not interested, but, you know, it, it, don't get me wrong, there are some that are being legitimately just raw with it and the yeah. girl is still, because her work yeah, is yeah. on the floor. But yeah. it's like that actually picking yourself and taking yourself completely out of mm-hmm. it, that's not happening with men. Yeah. Um, and because it is the divine feminine rising, the women are leading, but not necessarily need, leading positively mm-hmm. on that. But that kind of mentality... You know, it frustrates me to see because it's upsetting because it's just like, you know, do better. Come on, do better. It's not a case of they don't know better. Some of these people out here, they They do. do. They know better. Because when men are ready to not entertain something, they will check out completely. Oh, yeah. But if it strokes their ego even mildly, then Mm. they'll stay there. Because it's nice to have a girl that, you know, wants you. Even Mm -hmm. if you don't want her, she's there. She's there. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? She's there. She's there. And I think it just serves their egos. Um, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, how do situationships affect your spiritual well-being? <laughs> to put it in uh, blunt terms, it will demolish your spiritual growth. Mm. Absolutely destructive to it. I say that because the reason I am here with my business is because it came from a multitude of situations I was in, not relationship with um, male, not love relationships, stuff that was going on in my life mm-hmm. in general. Um, and I was in a situation ship, so I was already in my own mass destruction of chaos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Had a lot going on with my family and things like that. And then I then was putting all of my energy um, into this situation ship. That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. And I absolutely adored him. I was, you know, I was that madly deeply in love. It wasn't healthy. It was toxic. Um, 
I was young. He was, you know, a fair, a fair bit older than me. He, at the time, I was still young in my mind. Yeah. And I was in my mid sort of coming into my mid 20s. I was just turning 25. And this uh, person was like, in their 30s so what now I'm 30 that was the same yeah now I'm 30 I'm like hold on so you know now he was taking the I know what it's like to be 30 and I know guys are a little bit more this whole immature thing than women but it was like you were still like to me he was a man yeah that's what was so attractive about me he wasn't a boy he was a man yeah but he had this playful you know inner child type quality and um you know I just, yeah, now I look back and I've healed and forgiven that. But in that time, oh, my self-worth, my respect, all of that good stuff was just on the floor. So I had to, you know, it took me two and a half years to mm -hmm. stop with that person. Um, and it just took me to keep doing things to embarrass myself, to, you know, the amount of times me and him, we had BBM at the time, had mm. <laughs> deleted the each other off bbm and then we'll be back <laughs> and it was just that it was that kind of stuff yeah. like just destructive like now i you know i purposely have this thing where like if i block you that's because i do not want you ever in my life mm -hmm. so just know that if you're trying to push me and you've been blocked to blocked yeah that's it that's 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 never a comeback because that's what me and this person and you know people there after him and before him don't get me wrong he went my first situation mm. he was just the first one that I was like I honestly I was like I hate you Amber I yeah. really hate you I dislike what you're doing to yourself and that was my wake-up call but without him I wouldn't be here you know yeah. without that he he triggered and made me look at myself finally go in front of that mirror and really look at myself mm. I was on my spiritual journey from about 21 but from a more of laws of attraction and manifesting type thing not this serious deep going within looking at self kind of thing mm -hmm. that took till I met this guy and he was out of my life sort of towards being 27 yeah I think I just turned 27 or something and that's when it hit me so like you know Really and truly, situationships before that were loads of them before that. Yeah. You know, dating, you know, cliche guys that were road guys who had baby moms. And like, I don't even like them kind of terminologies nah. for people. I think it's degrading, it's derogatory. But that was what I was involving myself in. And the horriblest thing is that my mum, you know, worked her ass off to move me out of London so I didn't have to be a part of those things. Mm. And I went straight in to find them. Now, I know that where that comes from now, you know, things linked to my, my own father and the male role models I had. But the point was I had loads of chances. Yeah. I had loads of situationships. But it's about recognising that because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share some more now. So Go. when I... So I have been single now for about three years mm. um and I made that decision like I am not doing this anymore yeah. this is really strange I don't know how to navigate this space let mm -hmm. me just walk out mm -hmm. um but one thing I realized was that all of the men I had dated or been in situationships with had trauma with their fathers okay extreme yeah. trauma so I'm just not going to put them in order, but I'm going to just kind of give you an example. So we're talking murder. Wow, okay. Father's been murdered and died from two of them. Parents died. Father's been, had died from cancer. Mm. Um, one of them was in prison for life. Um, 
I don't know, like I'm not even making this up. It's like just lo- complete loss or extreme time. circumstances. Yeah. Um, like drug addicts, like unlike coke and co- like um, do you know? I don't even know mm. like crack addicts, mm-hmm, like proper mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, addicts mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm thinking to myself, okay, this isn't. That's not normal. <laughs> that's that's not. It's not normal that I have attracted people that have that have had their fathers removed in yeah. extreme circumstances. Because it's not. It was. It was never too easy to say. Oh, their dad just left their mum and then had another child mm-hmm. with another woman, and and they were cordial. It was never that. Mm-hmm. So then I had to look at that on my own relationship with my mm-hmm. dad and the way how he wasn't present and my issues. And I am very like, I've always been the kind of person that was like, I'm fine. But it wasn't the case of like, I didn't believe that I was fine. I believed that I was fine. Mm -hmm. So when I said I was fine, I thought I was, if Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if anyone, if I ever reflected on the fact that my dad wasn't there when I was younger, I I really never, and I'm being completely honest, remember thinking that there was a problem with that or there's a lack with that and I and I used to align that to the fact that um, nobody had a dad <laughs> so yeah it's like no, one, no one's got one no so. one's got one and anyone that I did know <laughs> that had one their dads they lived in the house but yeah. they weren't active active there, I, there was, was a few I had a couple of friends two two three friends that did have that but I didn't know their dads mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah. but now I'm older I'm like oh no you have really active dads but I just didn't know your yeah. dad so I just assumed oh no one really has that no one dad has dads dad, so like dads aren't dads yeah I thought that like dads were like the dads you saw in the movies you know like <laughs> out in the, with the kids doing all the yeah. most no I didn't I didn't grow up seeing that ever with anyone um really and truly mm-hmm. but um yeah, that I used to have that excuse as so, well. So yeah, so for me it was like this is a non feeling. I don't have any lack. I don't yearn for one because it's not that deep mm. and let's just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. And then um like you say, the more um the more you align with what you're supposed to be like your purpose and mm-hmm. kind of like how you're supposed to be healing, the more questions that come up, the more people that are around you that you can have these types of conversations with right. and the more you realise that actually like the regardless of whether I um realised or acknowledged um, that my dad not being there was a problem and like, it is actually a problem mm-hmm. and it has actually affected me cool. and the more I've started to kind of unpick that and those types of things my relationships with men have changed yep. um, I still haven't engaged in one because I'm still like these are like what is but that I I'm bet not you're trying choosing to... better ones definitely and I'm attracting better ones right. I'm attracting more um, wholesome and ones and if they're not it's like bye it's yeah, like it's, yeah. okay. it's okay it's okay to let you go kind of thing so then we have to look at like when it comes to you've you've mentioned this already but the self-worth of people that put themselves in those situations because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, you know when you don't know that you deserve better mm-hmm. you genuinely have no idea well, that's what I'm saying that's why I think that those people before this particular situation Mm -hmm. I just mentioned had no sort of real weight in them to Mm -hmm. me as remembrance compared to him because of that because Mm -hmm. I I had no idea yeah I had no idea what self-worth and so I thought I had abundance of it I was an actress I was out there I was confident confident. (laughs) and it was a genuine confidence but at the same time when it came to sort of me as a person Mm -hmm. I definitely didn't have confidence purely because thinking about it I felt more comfortable to be quiet um, as Amber and, you know, being on stage was like, that was like, mm. I was hiding behind someone else. That yeah. straight away was telling me everything I need to know. But I didn't know that. I I thought I was confident because once when I was out and I had a drink in me or whatever, mm. I was loud and mm-hmm. 
the life of the party and that and, and that's what that. society tells you yeah that society tells you that that type of behavior or attitude or feeling about yourself is enough and yeah. if you are able to do that then you're like a wholesome being mm-hmm. you're going to be successful in life yeah. because you're confident and that's what you need and it, and, it, and it frowns on like that inner knowing not yeah. even frowns on it it just doesn't highlight it no. at all so it's not there like I'm never I never remember being in a youth club or a school setting or a church setting even a church setting that made that instilled self-worth into you no it's just um, not there it's not there for us and that's why like you know you asked me the question about spirituality and how does it affect you it fragments you yeah. that's what it does it it, it that's that's what being in situationships does because you're giving so much of your attention to someone else you can't possibly be filling yourself up you can't possibly Mm -hmm. be loving yourself to the level you should be Mm -hmm. you'll be giving someone this yourself 30 and them 70 you know Mm -hmm. like even less you know sometimes on that whole them 99 you won like it's it's very it fragments you Plus, then you had this, you know, the sex stuff in and that connection and the magic between, you know, of what sex is and it being sacred. Mm-hmm. You're constantly in this battle then with yourself. Um, and, you know, spiritually, it's taking you further away from yourself and mm-hmm. further into that ego and having this ego led life. And to anyone listening who's not really aware of like ego stuff um, so much, I'm not talking just, you know, a chauvinistic type male type ego or this you know confident you know arrogant female type ego i'm talking the sad upset very very insecure version of yourself that tells you you can't and you're doubtful that just grows and gets bigger and bigger and Mm -hmm. bigger and bigger and hence why we're talking about those that are 15 years into a situation shit or it's the person has chose them they've come out the situation shit but they're in a really volatile violent or aggressive or used type Mm -hmm. even if it's not those kind of things it will develop into something worse than what the situation it's it's rare that it goes into a space that's um positive i'm I'm yet to see someone who's like i was in a situation type style thing like yeah (laughs) seeing each other and it not being sure and then you know him realizing that he's in love with me his whole demeanor will change towards that or of uh maybe the female way around um because don't get me wrong females are out here doing this as well it's not just i'm not i feel like we've spoken just about the men yeah no that is a good women one women are out here doing this and stuff and have like you that, spoken to men that have yeah i've spoken to guys about. that have been in like they've play it off a lot well than we do yeah, actually yeah. like they're like yeah yeah like something and then you sit down and you have a level-headed conversation with them and they're like this girl's really hurting me you know like wow. she's just she won't commit, she won't do this, and she's just not sure. And with girls, it's usually linked to an ex. Mm. They've still got an, an ex that, you know, yeah, that's probably a situation that, that they're yeah, holding yeah. on to yeah. from then, but they've got this new person, he's become the situation ship, so they've, you know, just attracted more of that. But yeah, it's, um, women are out here doing it too. It's not just, it's not just the men. And in, um, actually, as well, in same-sex relationships, that's happening a lot, I find. Um, as in, you know, women that I know that have, you know, w- women partners, mm-hmm. it's the situation is quite big. Mm. You know, it's like this non-committal, open relationship. Do you know what was really interesting? Um, I don't know if you watch Breakfast Club often or not. Or if not often, but I used to. So recently, um, on the Breakfast Club, they had um, Styles P., 
He's a rapper. Yeah. And he um, and his wife were on the, the most beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. And they were on the show talking about how their daughter committed suicide. Um, and one of the reasons... One of the one of the reasons that she committed suicide, but one of the things that they mentioned was the fact that she was in um, a same sex relationship, and because she was in a same sex relationship, they didn't think they were going to be arguing like like men and women, right. and there wasn't going to be like um, any violence, or there wasn't going to be mm. anything that was going to kind of like anything that was destructive or situationship style yeah. about it because it was same sex and so they kind of didn't really um check in with her when it came to like the healthiness of her relationship oh, okay. and they didn't they didn't say at all that it was the majority or the main reason why she did do that but they they didn't want to discount it they basically were saying that they think it is it was to- it was toxic factor. yeah it was yeah. a factor and so now you're saying that it's just like a no yeah because then you have two feminine energies that are coming together mm-hmm. and you're having to navigate that um and if they're not healthy and you're not supposed to be in it, then I can just imagine how um I think it would be a lot be uh, harsher in energy, actually. Because yeah. uh, when a female's Two out, women, she's yeah. out. You know, when she's not involved, like, it's kind of, women can be cold in that aspect. And obviously then, you know, for me, I bring all the star signs into it. Yeah. And <laughs> depending on what star sign that woman is, yeah. like, that could be crazy. It could be a lot worse, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. Okay, um, so a big point that I wanted to bring on, and this is kind of the last point, and I really want you to kind of just do as much as you want talking mm-hmm. because I know you've got some notes and stuff, but the last point that I wanted to kind of talk about is do you have any pointers for healing? So do this, do that, do this. So I know for me, when it came to kind of healing, I was like, I need to check out I need to be celibate I need to just sit with myself and mm-hmm. I need to I need to feel what I feel I need to feel like I want to be in a relationship and not be in one because that's not what I need to do right. and then work out why I feel do you know what I mean because mm-hmm. I've had phases over the past three years where I've been fine and then I've had phases where I'm like I need a boyfriend mm. um, and then working out like why I'm in that space do you know what I mean? Yeah. And what I'm craving and what are the types of things that I wanted to be oh that's another thing what I will say is okay so First boyfriend, I was like 17, 18, you know, like super in love. That, the first one's always like the most deep one. That's what everyone says, it's but really I don't deep. feel that. It, it was deep for me because, because like you, you think that's your husband. Like <laughs> yeah. you're in it because like yeah, you're yeah, in yeah, it yeah, for yeah, life. No, innit? Yeah, and then obviously yeah. you grow apart and stuff, right? So this is before I was in any type of consciousness, but I was just being me. So I know that I've always been like vibrating on some level. So I was like, right. I didn't know anything about manifestation, but I knew that I was gonna man- I was gonna write a list of this man that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote Thank you for tuning in to Vulnerable Podcast. If you're a first time listener, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Now, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes or follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. And last but not least, share our wonderful podcast with your beautiful friends. Now let's get back into it. List, right? <laughs> so I'm laughing because it's like, so it was really basic, super basic. He had to be. He was tall, mm-hmm. dark skin, and deep. Oh, that, wow. That's all I wanted. So sounds like a meme from today. Why? Right? So <laughs> I got this man. 
He was tall, dark skinned, and fake woke. Because no. obviously the universe is like, the universe has got jokes, you know. Loads of jokes. Do you, know like, you want to specify? <laughs> I know, like, since she didn't want to like, she don't want to specify. Here, have one. Here you go. So, anyways, um, this dark skinned guy comes, and it was like, like my housemates at the time. It's so funny now because like I'm still <laughs> friends with my housemates when I was at uni, and every now and then, every now and then they try and pick jokes at the fact oh that I was dating God. this guy and I'm just like nobody said anything when I was in the situation so why are you guys all talking 10 years later but anyways um, so there was a situation when you know when you because I'm like I like to think I'm an authentic person and I really do think I am so there was um in my initial days of kind of coming into spirituality, and I don't know if this is true for everybody, but my way in was through pro-blackness. Okay. So I started there, mm-hmm. and then I realised that it was a bit too whole tech for me, and then yeah. I kind of realised that we were all one, and and it was, yeah. yeah. So it started there. So that's where he was, that's where I was. So I was having all these deep conversations. I was like, oh my God, I feel so sick. I manifested this man. And then uh, we used to watch like Malcolm X together, like videos Aww, on YouTube and that. Romance. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> um, and then. I, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> and then I remember like the moment I realized that he was fake in that. Um, because he was talking about converting to Islam. Right. And I was like, I could do that. Like, I, I like it. It's not too bad. And then he was like, in the next breath, I need to, I want to get a tattoo. So I'm like, but in Islam, you can't be really get like, we know this is yeah. not a thing that you can be doing. So you're wanting to convert and get a tattoo simultaneously. And and I also don't want to explain to you why that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. Because you should know should that. Know. Because you are the woke man that I asked for. <laughs> and you're not. <laughs> and here the joke. So you won't, so you, you may or may not remember, but basically back in the day, um, you know how brands come and go, like Nike and stuff. And mm-hmm. even though Nike's been here for ages, do you remember Famous? No. Right. So there's Famous was a brand and it was like an F and it was kind of like, the F was kind of like a gun. Okay. I think I do it was remember like an F. it actually. It yeah. was really, it was here for like two years. He wanted to get F tattooed on his arm twice and then he wanted to write family first. Now that's too basic for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> at that point. At that I point, don't do basic. I don't do basic. So, but then I had to check myself when I was like, but I didn't learn. I didn't learn. When we kind of like disbanded um, I just manifested another person that didn't make sense for me. Yeah. So now I'm at a space where I'm just like, universe, you can do this. Because yeah, obviously I, I, have new, I have no idea what I'm doing at the moment. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I say all that to say kind of like, I know now that my healing has to come through solitude. Yes. Has to. Um, but are there any <laughs> rituals or anything, especially as, we, as we've already mentioned soul ties, mm. are there any rituals that you would suggest are a way of healing after a situation shift? And I know that time's yes. an obvious one, but like, it's, if you want to expand it's on not, that. It's not, I, I was like so lost. So yeah, it's, first of all, you got to be committed to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it, you can be, trust me, you can be committed to yourself and not know how you're going to do that. But mm-hmm. it's like this feeling that I know I'm going to, I've got to do something. So you've kind of got to be in that vibration first, that space. Right. You can't be in a wishy-washy You've place. got to not be in denial that yes, you're in fuckery. 100%. Yeah. You can't be excusing yourself anymore. It's almost like being in an angry space or some sort of, 
quite <laughs> aggressive space, mm-hmm. violently aggressive space to yourself. Yeah. Um, so that you've got radical. somewhere to come up from. Yeah. yeah, like radical. Like like I said, I don't say the word hate about myself. I don't really use the word hate, but I can yeah. tell you in that moment for those few days that I was in that real aware of an, of my irresponsibility and all that stuff, I was in a state of self-hate. Mm-hmm. I can remember where I was on the bus going to work. Yeah. I can I can see that image yeah. and it had to stay and it stayed with me to remind me, don't go back there. You don't want to go back there. And I had a friend around me who was always sending books to me and I'm an Aquarian, so I'm a bit stubborn and I have to find it myself mm. or get there myself. And I was just like, oh, I don't know about this. this but anyway, she sent me a certain book and it was like how to heal your life mm-hmm. um louise hay okay and i know she's like rest in peace she just yeah, passed away the other passed, day yeah. and i don't believe i've ever really come across her so i've seen yeah. you post about it I've and I, other people. yeah like don't get me wrong that's the only one of her books i've read mm-hmm. i swear by it because it is a little bit you know that kind of softer approach at things okay. but she's constantly remind you to not blame Right. And then when you, the way she's done it, I love the way she, she flip reverse it. It's the book on, you know, a guide. And then at the, the back of it, she tells you her story. Mm-hmm. And once, she, and don't ruin it for yourselves. Read the story after because it so humbles you into yeah. being like, wow, this woman's experience mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that book isn't just the answer but that book was what was I was given kept getting given books and I was resisting Mm -hmm. and you're not ready for anything until your divine moment Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing so don't be don't be um hard on yourself for not really if you're not there keep I'm not not encouraging keep being in that situation ship to you you need to get to your sick of yourself point Mm -hmm. like that's the only thing I will say is it's the ready point it's Mm -hmm. that I want to change I need to change It's, it's it's an ad. I said yeah. situationships. That's why I put the word addictions in there. It is an addiction. So it's no different to any addict out there who has to, you know, wants to come off the drugs. They have to want to come off the drugs. Yeah. You know, like you have to want to change your life. And that's what this is. You're addicted to pain. Mm -hmm. You're addicted to low vibrational relationships, low Mm -hmm. vibrational interactions. You have to come to that understanding and awareness in yourself. So that's like step one on the program, if you like. (laughs) Step two is like, then what what am I going to do about this? And I would just say, you know, just gravitate to as many spiritual pages you know, on the gram, filterate your mind with people that you resonate with. That may change over time, Mm -hmm. but it's like you almost got to feel like you're grabbing with all 10 fingers, like this Mm -hmm. overwhelming feeling. And then slowly you drop it. And I can drop off. There'll be people that you're like, no, I don't feel you. You're not like you saying, Mm -hmm. you're not as woke as I thought. You're not as conscious or really spiritual. Mm -hmm. You're just, but they will put, plant the odd seed that will help you yeah you know they might just put that one post up about like i'm saying soul ties or something and it mm-hmm. just resonates and takes you to another page another page another and then all of a sudden you're at your healer yeah. <laughs> you know and i would say seek a healer if you really don't feel i did i created moon child indigo for that reason mm-hmm. that there was no one out there talking about what i learned later 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 like three four years after this process what a soul tie was mm-hmm. but i was doing soul tie work yeah unaware Mm -hmm. um but so that's why i created because i was like there's nothing out here for people and it wasn't that it wasn't out here for people and this isn't me to be just like solely pro-black but it was there wasn't anything out there for you know black girls black guys talking about the stuff it was it was kind of hidden Mm. it's like hidden and you wouldn't necessarily choose that person because you don't they don't look like you or don't feel like you and before social media 
it was like now there's like this massive community yeah. of people that speak about similar right. things. But I think about that. Like, where would I have got that information before? It no, was almost it like there. you had to go. <laughs> No disrespect, but you know, like the older heads, right? Right. So you go there, and you know that they're gonna talk some truth, but they're gonna say a lot of foolishness in mm-hmm, between. And you're mm-hmm. gonna have to just sit there and wait for the diamond, right? And that's in, it. You know and it's I mean? like you know, we we don't want that, like yeah. fully. But yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly how it is. And now there's so much out there. There's like a plethora of knowledge and yeah. people to to pull from. And yeah. like I said, you can fall on your ass with it and choose the wrong person. It's fine, but it's fine. Yeah. Um you're going to get to your point. Mm. Um, I would then say, you know, it comes from doing affirmations, you know, talking to yourself, loving yourself, doing those things that are deemed to be a little bit like make you feel silly, make you feel silly for being in front of a, um, especially with sexual type stuff. Cause a lot of this stuff is based in sexual guilt. Yeah. Sexual. Um, I think that's a lot of what I've held. To yeah. Be quite sexual guilt. And, your truth within that mm-hmm. and you know standing in front of the mirror naked and talking about that region that sacred space mm-hmm. could make have you bawling your eyes out and you might have never have re- I didn't realize that I didn't you know like sex and mm-hmm. this person that came into my life made me like sex mm-hmm. at like a late age really considering you know I was young I was 14 when I lost my virginity mm-hmm. and then 25 was when I first sort of I like sex yeah. like sex that's 11 that's years that's the realness though can that's we be 11, honest yeah, that's the truth but of the, it but I think the assumption is that when people have like lose their virginity when they're younger that they're enjoying it yeah and you're not because you're not I weren't and and the, another thing as well like I can feel like I'm blocking up because there's so much <laughs> in me um Another reason why I decided to kind of step away and just find solitude is because I had to think of every sexual encounter I had and ask myself whether I genuinely wanted to be there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because there's an expectation that you're supposed to do this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can't do it because it's what you're supposed to do. Um, So I'm going to go out on a limb and just say that probably most girls... Or people, men as well, maybe are not enjoying it for no. a good portion. A good portion. A good portion of their like their early they sexual think, career. Right, exactly. <laughs> so it's like if that's the case, you that's I'd say that's step three. Coming yeah. of being aware of your sexual guilt. And then you're gonna need a lot of healing. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't necessarily mean you might get to the point where you are more in a, a space of You've got tools now. You've managed mm-hmm. to get a couple of tools. So that will work, like cutting cords. You've done the soul tie work. Soul tie, just to briefly go over it, because in case people are like, why do you keep saying this word? I don't know mm. what it is. Soul tie, briefly, is to just give and ask for your your soul back from the person and give your soul back to the person. Every time we have sex, we swap. Mm-hmm. We swap, not our full Anything. soul, but a fragment. That's why I said it makes us fragmented mm-hmm. to have lots of situationships. It makes us fragmented to have a lot of sex. Mm-hmm. Um without doing it this kind of um, responsible way where, like, you can have as much sex as you want as long as you're going home meditating afterwards and asking for your soul back. Mm. You know, if you know you're never going to have sex with that person again, go and do do, do yeah, the most. Yeah, do yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah. want if you know you're not going to have sex with that person yeah. again, but just make sure you're asking for it back. That's mm-hmm. why, as women get older, especially, and men out mm-hmm. here doing it, 
are doing this whole celibacy thing now, like this break in between. And it was my mum, not from a sexual point of view, but my mum was the one who encouraged me. Like, Amber, you never, ever have a break between each of these mm, relationships, relationships you're yeah. in. She's like, you're coming out of it. And then within two, three months, or she said, sometimes it's weeks, you've manifested a new person. You've got this. She's like, and I see it, this crazy connection with them. There's, I know I'm not going to be able to tell you like, Amber, Anything, yeah. stop that because it's this connection thing, but you're not realizing you're creating that, you're making that happen yeah. for you. And it still happens to me now. The mm -hmm. minute I come out of it, I will always, and it's now checking yourself like, okay, so this is something that happens to me. Am I going to entertain it? Am I going to see the signs beforehand? And I um, had a sort of situation, I suppose, um, during like a time that I was separated from my partner, and um. That person, um, we kept saying, well, this isn't a situation, this isn't a situation, because it wasn't. But the old me was definitely trying to penetrate and come through. Mm -hmm. And therefore, little pockets of what I used to experience started to happen. Mm -hmm. And I was freaking out because I was like feeling like such a lousy person. Yeah. I was scared that I was making that person be less of a person than they usually are. And I was bringing, you know, all mm -hmm. this stuff was going on in my head to the point I was just like, just stop. Just yeah. don't be involved. Just don't be in it. And I wasn't. And luckily, you know, it stopped early on. It wasn't an issue. Mm -hmm. But it's still there so that, you know, for me, it's something that is an ongoing healing or an ongoing version of myself that I have to either accept and be aware of um, in those times that you're choosing to be single if you're mm -hmm. not in a relationship and working through that. Being completely single is something that women especially find I think hard. we need to have a, a moment there because you said completely single and I think it's different to being single. Yeah. It's a complete, like, completely like, single is not talking to like, anyone. No one's no phoning one. you. And I, no do, one I on your WhatsApp. have that. I can mm -hmm. honestly say in my life, I have rarely had that throughout my life. I've had periods of it, mm -hmm. but I'm talking like, you know, I want to, for my next version of myself, what I'm going into is was what I, you know, I like to lead by example is, is be completely single. Yeah. Is not entertain anyone mm -hmm. purely because I need to get to know myself fully as me, as mm -hmm. Amber. You know, if we're then, because if you break it down, then, you know, my first relationship was when I was like, 12 years old I went out of a boy for a year and a half then I went out of another boy for a year and a half oh my God, then I went out of another 12. boy for five years and then I just had all these situationships after that point that's a long time like you think oh 12 she didn't have a relationship but he was my boyfriend yes. for a year and a half in school <laughs> it wasn't like how it is now as a boyfriend but that's a long time so mm -hmm. I've never had this full break yeah. period mm -hmm. and I'm 30 now mm -hmm. so don't get me wrong, within that, you know, I've had single times and I've had periods. Yeah. But it's this fear that comes in, like, it's like, oh, it's boring. Why right. is it boring? That means you don't really like yourself very yeah. much. To it. That's the truth of it. So this healing it, it's a life process. That's mm -hmm. one thing I will give to people. Like, I I never thought after working out I was in situationships all those five, six years ago that I would still be talking about it. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm in them so much anymore, but because it's still something that I battle with. It's still something yeah. that I have to work upon. Because of learnt behaviour. Because of learnt behaviour. Yeah. And because people encourage you to date, even though you are in a state of healing. You know, you're in a state of, you might be over that person, but you're not, you're not over what happened to you. Yeah. You know, you might be like, I don't want that person back. I would never take them back. Mm -hmm. But what they did to me, that happened to me a few times. Therefore, it's raw. It hurts. Mm -hmm. 
why would I ever bring someone else into that? And we can also, like, in hindsight, we always can do that. But when, think, when someone pops up, it's when you have to actually apply it. And that is not easy. I think you just saying um, people encourage you to date. Mm. And it's like, there are so many instances in life where people just say, you are your own person. You do for you. You mm-hmm, eat for your mm-hmm. body. You do mm-hmm. for the, you, right. you. You operate for you. Mm-hmm. But it is also very hard when people, um, when you respect people's opinions and then they right. give it to you. So if you respect someone's opinion, let's say if it was your mum, mm. and your mum's like, you know, you should really be mm-hmm. out there. Doing, you're going to be thinking, should I be? Yeah. Maybe I should. And especially, we're, and then, we're on the flip side of the 20s now. We're on the 30s. So how much pressure and then there is, is that? that? Yeah. That like came to me overnight. I was mm-hmm. like, sort of, 29 and everyone just started having an opinion that I was turning 30 and th- and I have looked forward to be my 30s most of my life mm-hmm. I was like I said I was a little girl I'm looking forward to my 40s you I, know. yeah well I'm In still Charlotte, looking forward to there. my 30s <laughs> but I'm like this pressure yeah is huge on not so much me personally but I I tap into the collective consciousness mm-hmm. and for women in general this not being with the one or not finding the right person by sort of this age is a big deal so yeah, yeah I agree it's something for me but I think more for me is more so for me because I am not ready to get married and to do mm-hmm. all of those things but then I also know that I don't have that much time to get ready yeah, but and why? I say that and I say That's that and, I mean. then, and then I, in my mind I'm like but why, why? Michelle why you know it's this, a societal thing. What, what is this um, the pressure and it's like you know because the children factor yeah. comes into it and all that kind of stuff if you don't have children you come and it's like if that isn't meant for you that isn't meant for yeah. you but you could be blocking your blessings just by constantly focusing on the fact I need to get kids in right now. And then sitting and thinking about it, and you might not even really want children, yeah. but you think you want children because everyone's imposed that on you. Or, you know, this whole, that will honour getting out of situationships, you know, mm-hmm. this reward. And it's like, that might not be for you. Mm-hmm. That's not a negative. Um, but there's, a, you know, there, there's, there's steps. And so I, I can't remember the one I started with, the awareness. Yeah. Awareness is key. You have to be aware and want to make this change want to let it go um the second thing i said i think was spend time you were kind no, of that was asked no okay. because you can do that you can put that in your mind to spend yeah. time on your own but well before that point sorry before that point um you have to want to yeah, kind you, of be single yeah, you know like, you have to be even if it's that it, yeah. non-committal single like mm-hmm. you know you're still kind of got someone that you text every now and again even if it's that okay fine that's still a form of like you know you don't mm-hmm. want to be with anyone you're not going to try and find a relationship I remember back in the day um, I had a friend who dated a lot and had in between friends if that makes sense mm-hmm. so when you're single it's like oh this guy again Yeah, but it was like it was a conscious thing conscious. like the in between friend right. And, and it's like, like, for me, like, I've always been the completely single person. Like, I'm completely single. Like, this is what I do. And it's because, I don't know, I'm th- I think I'm just an all-in type person. So if I'm going to be talking to you, I'm talking to one person. That's what I'm See, doing. See, that's my thing. I'll be talking to you, only, that person okay. only. Um, I can't do the whole talking to loads of people thing. I, um, but haven't you got to a space now where it's, it's like, like energy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even talking to that one person is energy. Yeah, exactly. So then you're like, if that person isn't... Yeah. When that person starts showing their ass after about two weeks, you're like, yeah, okay, now I've just wasted... Yeah, two. I've wasted two weeks of my life that I cannot get back. It's just too much. It's just too <laughs> much. But yeah, so just, you know, the awareness is key first. Mm-hmm. That's your first step. 
seeking healing, seeking your tools, finding your tools, mm -hmm. then utilizing and using your tools. And then when you sort of come up, because what the universe do, send a nice little testing for you. Yes. Because this is your oh, life I get path. Some, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, you've already, you've already, <laughs> you've already written <laughs> yeah. this story. You've just forgotten it. So that little test is coming to test you on that situation ship. You're going to follow through? You might not, but then you've got to then apply your stuff and then you'll be out of it faster. So my thing is like, you may have to repeat it, but it's important, you know, it's that same thing. You just need to keep in your mind, why are you going to do the same thing and expect a different outcome? That's yeah, insanity. insanity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that, it doesn't mean like you judge yourself when you're in that second situation or fourth or fifth or sixth one after you've kind of come into this new awareness, but just trust your awareness is going to hold you yeah. and you're going to get through it. So you may entertain it for say, say you're used to entertaining something for two and a half years, you may entertain it for a year. That's mm -hmm. a progress. Mm -hmm. Then you may have another one come up after that and it's only six months. You may have another yeah. one that comes up. Progress. You can't sit yeah. there and think you're just going to change it overnight. It's something you have to practice. Yeah. It's, you know, like people say, well, I'm just not good in a relationship. Well, that's because you don't get the chance to practice in a relationship. Yeah. You know, I'd, I, 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 really believe in like it's steps it's baby steps it's not this some people do change overnight and salute them i wish i had that mm -hmm. but i don't i'm one of these yeah, i have to practice this thing slow type, i have yeah. to get get there in my mind myself so then it stays because then once you've had the click mm -hmm. and that's what i always say with spirituality and conscious work once you have the click there's no there's no turning it back does mm -hmm. that make sense like it's on mm -hmm. like you once you've learned something it's like once we know what one plus one is we can't pretend we don't know what one plus one yeah. is we that can pr we can pretend to the that. kid to make them learn it, mm -hmm. but we can't actually t take away that we don't know it's two. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. So that's what that's what this kind of work is. It's in there. Mm -hmm. If you're choosing to ignore it and be blindsided by yourself, then that's on you. But that's you doing the whole insanity thing again. So you have to want to do it. You have to um, start to use your get your tools, use your tools, utilize them. And then um, trust the universe in your process when those tests come up. And then once you kind of succeed at your tests, you will start seeing better people come into your life yeah. that don't want a situationship or it's, you know, straight up that they do want that. And you're like, no, I'm OK, bye. Yeah. Like you're just you'll have more self-respect, more self-worth. All those things will come. Um, and it's just, from there, it's just a transition. And it's a, knowing that it's a lifestyle thing because unfortunately it has been programmed into our generation it's not just a you thing it's a collective thing as mm -hmm. well so every time you know i've said this about anything and everything to do with spiritual work you're sewing you're weaving your your um, piece of thread in that conscious blanket so just keep going forward rather than when you get to a snag thinking you've got to go all the way back to the beginning just stop breathe carry on so my understanding of what you just said because mm -hmm. that was that was like a a very clear visual mm -hmm. as you were talking it's kind of like when you're feeling like when you're in a situation or when you're acting when you're basically being impacted by a situation mm. and you're not learning from it mm -hmm. you're contributing to a collective yeah. experience yeah. and when you decide to change that and do better you're contributing to you're the contributing collective to the so you're helping other people yeah be the change you wish spiritually. to see that's what it is you're helping everyone do you know how dope that is that's just what as I a say. moment I, I was know. just like, right. <laughs> I was like that's what? why I take this stuff so seriously yeah. and I think that's why it has become part of my purpose is because you know it 
my mum doesn't have this understanding of this because she she experienced cheating and all that kind of stuff. But mm. this is like mm -hmm. this is new to her. Mm -hmm. She's like, you was either going out with someone or you weren't. <laughs> there weren't a there weren't a we're seeing each other <coughs> or kind of friend. This mm -hmm. is my like not knowing how to introduce something. It was if you took the girl out for so many little dates or or whatever you was it was fact she was going to meet her parents and that was it and if you didn't want but was that, it though because the were social media wasn't out there so i know men i have mm. friends that are my age and their dads have had multiple families oh yeah 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 but that's what i'm saying it Do was you know cheating it was cheating it was okay. just like don't get me wrong it's that's still so the, terrible the, but in this the relationship, relationship like yeah. i'm kind of with you kind of no that man okay. is claiming you yeah, yeah. and then he's going to get caught he's cheating he's going to either fight for you or he isn't <laughs> yeah do you know what okay, i mean my so mum said like you just different. knew where you stood it yeah. wasn't doesn't mean that they didn't experience pain and stuff but this kind of she's like you now you again, she said the again, women amazing. especially she says what she views is that women are acceptant of this behavior mm. way too much to the point that it's like my mum's like i'm out here not even mad at the men for you because you allowed that mm. he told you he's basically not with you and you're okay with that but he said it in such a way that and she's like i understand why you've been bamboozled with it but at the same time like really mm. Where she's like, if that was said to me, did, like sometimes when she used to say these things to me, she'd be like, did you say this, this and this? And I'd be like, no. She's like, why? And I'm like, because it honestly didn't even come into my head. Yeah. But for her, it's like, because of her viewing of what relationships mm. were from her growing up, it's very different. But I suppose we are the outcome of, of cheating fathers and stuff like that. Because that, that's, you know, that is, at the same time, it's come from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a generational wound to a certain extent. It is. It is. Um, just kind of like remixed a little bit. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, is that, so we're the product, so we're the product of cheating fathers right. to a certain extent. Um, not necessarily my dad, but just like in general, like that's what happened a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all the children, that's men and women that are affected by that. So mm -hmm. men and women are going to act differently as a mm -hmm. result of being affected by the same thing. Yeah, because even if it's, so, say yeah. it's not the cheating thing as well, it's the, you know, fathers that just up and go. They're just, yeah, they're, they're out, bounce. they bail. They like, I'm not doing this. Peace out. Peace out, eight times <laughs> down. And like, you know, then that's that's what it is. You get a man who won't commit to you, yeah. who, who who will bounce at the, at and the I slightest think, thing. I think for me as well, like I did have a lot of compassion when I was dating these men because you have, you understand that pain. Right. So you're just like, that's I get that. That's what keeps you there. It's like, you're my mirror. I understand that. You're my mirror. So you I that understand bad. your pain. So that's mm. okay. You'll get there. Mm. And, and it's like they will on their own. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, you don't gotta have... get there on your own first. He's yeah. got they, that guy's got to have that realization himself. Because how many times, like half the time in situationships, people don't even have these type. They might be having deep conversations, mm. but they are fripped to death to have these kinds of conversations. Mm. Like. Do you think that you won't commit to me because of da 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 da? Because that person you know is going to get his clothes on and probably go home and feel hella awkward. Or he's going to open up to the point where he feels so vulnerable, he's then not going to ever contact you again as well. Mm -hmm. You know? It's this. Both of those are very of, real. That's like, very true to yeah. what situationships are. It's, that's why it's not a friends with benefits thing mm -hmm. because it's uh, the person does sometimes open up or the, or the person does feel that. But if they're not ready to, to make that change within themselves, you just freak them out and you're just pushing them further away so the girl knows that or the boy knows that mm. and so then they accept this oh let's talk about deep stuff but let's not talk about this deep stuff yeah. let's talk we talk oh yeah we talk well deep we were talking about this the other day so your friends are like oh he seems like a good and then when they ask you that you know because they've got the one with the boyfriend yeah. they're like oh so do you talk about you know you two and you're like mm, 
and the whole conversation <laughs> goes weird. Yeah, because yeah. nine times out of ten, you're like, kind of. And most of the time, one that was very true <coughs> from the you know the article that we saw was the um, the the comment about uh, text messaging. Okay. That's a huge thing within situationships. I'm just going to try and get that real quick yeah. as you're talking. Yeah, it's a, uh, it was saying that, you know, text messaging is the basis of that within the um, relationship, the communication. So they might yes. talk deep about your relationship over text, yeah, but then when but it comes face to face, you're not having these deep and meaningful conversations. So, uh-huh. You know, you're holding on to not wanting to delete things, you know, all yes. this. And that's that's attachment. And that, yeah. And from another point of view <laughs> of your spiritual journey, that's attachment. Yeah. And that's seriously dangerous for you. That's mm. seriously, that's again, making it toxic and destructive. So, yeah, that was a... That's a Thank you so much, Amber. You're um, so welcome. I don't want to... We've spoken about so many things, and I am conscious <laughs> of time. Um, but I don't want you to kind of like walk away from this podcast. And that we really, we haven't explored what Moonchild Indigo is about, okay. and the services that you offer, and the things that you sell, and what you do. So. Um, I am a young woman, I suppose, who has. The, I made a. I made my business Moonchild Indigo um, linked to the Indigo Children. And uh, which is, you know, quite a broad subject, but it's basically children who or energy that has decided to come in, have a human experience. And there's a little bit more conscious and aware of things like their past lives, psychic ability, spiritual sort Mm -hmm. of ascension, their development and those things. They don't they aren't always in complete remembrance. So they're very can be very confused. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's not just, they're called the, what I call the new children. So they're crystal, indigo, star and rainbow. Um, and they're not better or there's a lot of stuff out here putting them on pedestals. That yeah. is not the case. All it is is that they have a slight more bigger remembrance than the average human having an experience. Mm-hmm. That's all. And it is to awaken other people mm-hmm. into their journey. That's all. Um, so I made it for, I am one of those people if you like um and I had a lot around me and I tend to always have lots around me um and then I kind of offer my services out it was kind of just to help those people on their journey but now it's spread it out to because so many people are spiritually awakening it's beautiful so I just offer services of psychic readings spiritual development psychic development I also sell crystals with my mum and that's um a different part of the brand which is indigo in London and that's my mum's brand as well. So we kind of have this, I suppose, home of two businesses. But yeah. it's, it's this, um, I have this journey where you can come and literally ask me any questions. I have like a kind of open door policy mm-hmm. through my Instagram, MCIAA8. And um, that is purely to help anyone who's got questions, who are on their journey and they feel a bit isolated and mm. alone. I'm kind of the person, not necessarily to hold your hand, but I'm going to do that little walk of part of the journey. I'm going to take you to your next road mm-hmm. and then someone else is going to come along with you and that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm just kind of out here trying to help as many people as possible. And I want to say as well, just like, um, this is really interesting. Like, you know, I find that when I've had therapy in mm. the past, I've been able to connect with women of colour okay. more so. So I've had a few first. 
a few therapists, right? Okay. Um, and I've had a few psychics. So what I love about him, because obviously we've done my readings as yeah. well, is that you're not like an Auntie Sally type. No. That's just like, so babes, I knew you were saying, I phoned this no. lady once, right? <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told you this, way. Right? And then um, she's just like, Michelle, are you a singer? I was like, yeah, she goes, she goes, I knew you was because X Factor was on as soon as you found and I thought, are you oh, trying no. shit? Like, I don't actually want to be a singer in it. Like, I can sing. But it's just that kind of, like, yeah. cultural reference and the fact that you're young and, like, you um, are able to deliver readings in a way that just connect. Yeah, my readings are, I always say, they're a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, and I never used to like to admit that, but it's true because I hear this a lot and mm -hmm. a lot of my feedback is very similar to what you said. It's all about presence. Yeah. So my thing is, I'm not trying to give you like, oh, the future and this is going to happen and this experience and oh, I've got your aunt Joan here and yeah. oh, no, I'm not interested. <laughs> and I said to the universe when I first started doing it, I'm not interested in yeah. that. That's really important that we, I'm not not doing that I only want to help people on their journey so some people say that it feels like a little every well I'll be honest every time someone leaves it's like sorry I know this isn't a therapy session and I'm like if that's what it felt like that's yeah. okay I, I want it to help you I don't yeah. want you to go away confused by what I've said mm -hmm. and I don't want you to go away feeling like unrealistic you know I don't want it to be so unrealistic that like I'm like no you know there's just abundance and abundance if there's work to be, be done, done let I'm going to tell you about it I'm <laughs> yeah. going to give you the bluntness and the realness mm. and also if you're over exaggerating your pain and trauma I'll tell you about that and be like listen everything's mm. cool you just need to believe it yeah, more yeah. you just need to do the work um to chill yourself you mm. know so it's I I, I am I'm grateful to to finally sort of surrendering to doing my purpose because um when I hear stuff like that that's what that's why I do it and if you're interested in um getting a reading what I would suggest is that follow you on Instagram, Instagram first Instagram. and then check into a live session yeah because I do like you're probably the only person that I'm like okay Amber's in a live like, what am I doing can I focus on this <laughs> <laughs> like I check my what I'm doing at the moment. It's like I'm watching this TV show, and then I will like log in, and then the conversation. I always feel like whatever you're talking about is so on point, um, and then the people that are like in the chat as well, mm. they're asking questions that I want to know, and I I've, I probably stay for like quite a while a yeah, lot of the time. It's nice. So I would you know if you're like obviously like. Especially now anything. you can save them. That's brilliant. Oh, you can, can tap, you? Yeah, because I can save them now. So you can tap in for 24 hours. Okay, yeah. Um, I do want to find a way. I'm probably just going to start filming them where I film my live and then Post upload them. it to YouTube or wherever. Facebook, or Facebook yeah. or something. Because... Um, Mm -hmm. sometimes so many people keep saying like, oh that well, I really wish that I could kept that bit and it would be cool to kind of you know have something to reference back to um, so yeah that lives do you do them weekly? I try to and if I don't you'll always know that it's every other weekish yeah. um, I tend to go because we have a lot of energy like what's going on astrologically and mm -hmm. you know within our planets and all that kind of stuff so I'm no astrologist but I love astrology mm -hmm. and I think it's good to I think it's really important to talk about things from a not just a normal point of view but from a person who isn't an expert mm -hmm. because we do learn from each other so you know when I talk about things to do with you know astrology and I get asked questions and people are like oh you know so much I'm like I don't know anything compared to you know some people mm but you guys teach me as well. Someone say, oh my God, so I'm a Virgo and I do da-da-da-da-da. 
I'm like, oh my God, I've never noticed that. But yeah, oh my God, I can see that. And this friend of yeah, mine, this yeah. friend. And that's how we learn. So some things I am an expert on and, and I'll say I am. Mm. And I'm proud to be, but some things I'm not. But I think it's good to talk about it anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm not, as long as you're not claiming your way's the right way mm-hmm. or the wrong way, it's just, this is a conversation. And the lives, I love doing them. Mm-hmm. I love the, like, I love this podcast. I love to, I just love chatting. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming down today. Um, You can follow Amber on Instagram at MCI888. And I'm going to assume you're not on Twitter because I don't follow you on Twitter. No. So she's not on Twitter. No. Is it the same on um, Facebook? It's Moonchild Indigo on Facebook. Moonchild Um, Indigo on Facebook. Yeah, two pages, business page where you can add me as a friend. Um, Yeah, but it's Insta's where I'm at. Yeah. um, Insta's the space. Insta's just got a... (laughs) better vibe yeah. it's just got a more open vibe do you know I get pissed off on Twitter so much I have to reset the balance on yeah. Instagram like I go on Twitter and I get mad because that's why I won't go back on it I used to be such a Twitter head back in the day never had the instinct and then I went on Instagram I was like this place is calm yeah and it's like so you know don't get, me, don't get me wrong I see other people getting trolled and stuff yeah. and I'm like what's going on there but I honestly think it's how much you entertain that kind of stuff anyway mm. even if I started getting if I started getting trolled it's just getting deleted. You're not having mm-hmm. a conversation with me. I haven't got time. <laughs> this is Diana, by the way. <laughs> it's um, ironic because Instagram was actually posted as one of the worst social media platforms for mental health. No way. Yeah, yeah like, I YouTube was the most, like, imp- not empowering. But, but uplifting. Yeah, it was the better one. I, d- I just... It's Thank you for that. It's choice. Yeah. This is choice, guys. Like, we have got brains, you know. We can use them ourselves. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. And My pleasure. We'll see you next episode. Mm.